All right, so real quick PSA before we start the show. We had a great show this week. The way we record, we each do separate audio files. Everybody sends them to me, and then I mix them down together into the show. However, this week, J-Bell and Austin sound like they did the recording in a Chili's bathroom. So I fixed what I could in post-editing, but it's still pretty rough. Um, so bear with us this week. We'll get it right next week. And remember, you can always send your hate messages to at underscore Diggins on Twitter. Welcome to the Burgundy Blues podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey this year to obtain the coveted Burgundy jacket. Just completed week four, that's out of the way, and here we are to talk about matchups, waivers, give some mediocre fantasy analysis, but uh, yeah. I'm joined today by Austin Diggins, Jordan Clark, Jordan Bell, Deer Spelled Backwards might make an appearance. Not, not, not quite sure. He's um, in there. He's lurking. Uh, he's in there. <laughs> he's gonna be our intern this year. Oh, yeah. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. Not too well. Uh, skip. <laughs> so, I'll judging pass. by the tone of the tone of voice, body language, you can tell you can tell the uh, the the win and the loss here. Who and who is not on tilt watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The guys from Fayetteville are, you know, they're beaming with, with W's. <laughs> the guys in Arca do nothing. We're, it's uh, the 140-point club, man. You've got to – maybe one day you'll join. Yeah. yeah. Think of it this way, J-Bell, though. You, you might be the most improved from last week to this week. What did you get? Uh, hey, you, I, you went from I'll like 60 this. to 84. That's 20-something points right there. If you take this week and last week – it combines to 140. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> You've made it. Like you're you're looking, there. You're looking at the glass half full. I'm, the glass is completely shattered, broken, and I'm on the way to the ER right now with this glass. <laughs> That's, um, I mean... <laughs> As broken. Luke would know, that's all too real to him. Oh, yeah. She's real. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean yeah, we had the we even had the little over under bet last week, over under eighty points. I beat and, it. Uh, hey man, you did. I did. I did. I'll take <laughs> Made it. Made the over. So, how's that feel? <laughs> like towards the end of it, you know, is it's I feel, I feel I feel like I've been in a time warp. I'm like, okay, every week is the same. At five o'clock, I'm like, God, just make it end, like kill these games. And but uh, towards the Raiders game, the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm at eighty points. I need. I've got to get above 82. I've got to. And Jared Cook, baby, he came through, caught that, caught two touchdowns, and got a few more yards, 84 points. I was like, yeah. all right. You'll get there. But, no, I mean, this week, I mean, fantasy football season this year has just been absolutely insane with points scored. I saw a tweet the other day. I don't, don't remember who it was by. It might have been Adam Scheffner. Um, but just talking about statistics and how it's like – Fantasy, like in the fantasy world, is just beating records from any previous year. More touchdowns scored, more fantasy points have been scored. Um, There's just not a lot of defense being played in the NFL. Something else, I don't remember. No, there's not. Um, It was like three ridiculous statistics. I don't have it pulled up. but I saw this one thing that uh, if you drafted 
all Rams players on your team, you you would be four and zero right now. Um, you know, I've, most you know, likely, I've thought about it's not, that. obviously not guaranteed, but most likely because you you'd have like hundred ten plus points every game, which could lead yeah. to being undefeated. It just depends, but that's. that's I mean, crazy. honestly, I mean, like if or you, you play around one and three. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like <laughs> that's true. Did they play what? Did they play Thursday night? Is that right? No. Yeah. Not that. No. Well, last Thursday did that. They, they yeah, yeah, they did. So, so if you started Thursday. Jared Goff, Gurley, and Granted, people were like, there's no way you can get all the Rams players. And you definitely can. Get Gurley oh, in the yeah. first round, Jared Goff later, yeah, Cooper Cup, Cooks, mid-rounds. And then get the Rams D. I mean, you would have you'd have ate up somebody. I mean, like, they would have been done. I and I don't night. think that train's stopping anytime soon either. I don't think so. And it's the guy that's the only actual fan of the team. I don't have a single Rams player on my team. So that's uh, whatever. But um, the Chiefs are similar situation. Um, to yeah. where you could start all Chiefs. Well, not this. Not you can't compare them to the Rams, but I mean no. it's just a, such a high-powered offense. Yeah. That. Uh, so like Patrick Mahomes, I mean I, it's safe to say he's the real deal. He is the real deal. He's a witch. It's he's a <laughs> he's got to be. All right. It's, so uh, zero picks. Is that right? Zero. Picks. Yes. Uh, he has thrown more. Uh, more passes or more more passes caught left-handed. Than interceptions. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yeah, that left-handed pass. That was awesome. That was a like, good game. He is like his ability to be spontaneous is. I mean, and just Houdini out of the pocket. Like there was a he had a play last week where he just Houdini to the right and then just sent a laser sidearmed like I just the yeah. weirdest throw for a touchdown and it was the coolest thing. I love watching the guy play. He has what they call pure arm talent too, because yeah. the, the guy can, the guy can throw from all different angles. He can, I mean, literally is sending rockets in each time. Uh, he and his mobility, obviously. I think he set a record that they said like the first time since 1992 or something. Most passing yards outside the pocket in a game. Yeah, I would totally was believe like that. Like eight of ten for 192 yards at one point. So impressive. It's incredible. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk a little waivers here. Today was waiver day, Wednesday. Um, Austin, you and I were talking a little bit before the show and about how you made the decision to sit this week and not really pick anybody up. Did you did you get anybody like at all? Did you add someone? Yeah, uh, woke up this morning, saw what everyone had done, and then uh, looked to see what remained in the wastelands. Uh, oh, I see. Ryan Grant, that's interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, I picked up Ryan Grant only to drop him because I have a very sneaky suspicion, gut feeling that Christian Kirk, who hasn't really done anything this year yet, is going to have a good game. So I'm going to throw him in my lineup with Allen Robinson on a bye and see what happens. Is this a bold prediction? Bold prediction for the week. Okay, week five, okay. I mean, it's it's a bold prediction that you are sticking to. I mean, you're starting him. Yep, Starting I'm Christian Kirk. Throwing him in there, and I'm not changing it. You got to keep him. You got to keep him in there, man. The tight ends so, are a different story. <laughs> it's a wasteland. I mean, there is, there is literally nobody. There's not There's not much. And I, yeah, saw, I saw Ricky Seals-Jones out there, and then I was like, oh, I could pick him up, and then I looked at my lineup, and that would be three Cardinals in my lineup. That's about two Cardinals too many. I think there's – Yeah, the, no, uh, I uh, wanted to try to make some moves this week to try to get – um, either Aaron Jones or Geronimo Allison from a couple guys out there, but I was like, 
I don't really want more Packers on my team. <laughs> so well, I see where you're coming from the Cardinals. I mean, they're the uh, I think they're 32nd place in offense right now. Oh, it's awful. Of, they can't. Out no out one can catch the ball. Teams. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I, w- I wouldn't put all my eggs in basket with them at all. Um, yeah, I was gonna sit out. Well, my I would have set out this waiver as well, except for I needed a defense. That's that's all I was worried about for this Let's week. Pick up. Uh, I think Panthers. I had a claim in for Titans, but Antoine got to them, so I just uh, went for the next best one. Yeah, my my first overall is like all right, I really need T.J. Eldon since Leonard Fournette is just a. Oh, I don't even know what's going on with that guy. He's just he's just going to be sitting on my bench with a blanket over his head. I, indefinitely. I think, I think for it's going to be a few, actually. You know how like when people have birds in their house and they're tired of them talking, they'll just put like a blanket over their cage. That's what I'm doing, Leonard Fournette. He's just just go away for a while. You've disappointed me. Just go away. What kind of bird is he though? Because uh, he's not he's he's not like a like a parrot. He's not saying. He's not doing anything. <laughs> I missed this whole analogy. I don't. How do we get on the topic of birds? <laughs> so let, let me been? let me reverse. So you know, like those people <laughs> that have like these annoying birds in their house, and then while they're squawking and talking, and they're like, "All right, just shut up." They put like a blanket over their. Cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing with Leonard Fournette in my bench. I'm just like, I don't, I don't even want to look at him. He's he's burned me twice, so I'm just like, you know what? When he comes back, whatever. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even thinking about it, man. Well, I can't even put your money where your mouth is and just trade them away. Really what you got? What you got? You know, I don't know if I want him. <laughs> if you're that adamant about not wanting to deal with him, then you can you can get rid of him because you can't drop him. But you can get no, him off your team. you can't drop him. But at the same time, if you trade <laughs> him, you're you're going to give a huge discount. I mean, so I mean, yeah. And I don't even think at this point you'd give James White for him. If I knew, if I. It would just depend if I could see the future, <laughs> see how it was going to turn out. Sure. Yeah, well, me too. Well, of course. <laughs> right. I would do that with any trade. But anyway, so like Fournette's, you know, he's blanket over the cage. So I was like, I really need Yeldon. Sounds like Caesar. Uh-oh. So anyway, I was, I was you know, but when you're <laughs> seventh on the waiver and you've got somebody that's projected 11 points on the running back position, you know you're not going to get them. Chance got him. Good for him. Um, next, I was like, I, was, I really wanted the Titans. But the Titans are the same way. Everybody, every defensive team was, you know, like seven, six. Titans were 11. I was like, I'm not going to get them. So I took a gamble on Taylor Gabriel. And so, um, so I mean, know. we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, like a couple of years ago, Rewind, I think it was two years ago, he played for the Falcons. Atlanta? Yep. Yeah, and he blew yeah. it up, man. I mean, like I plugged him in. Two touchdowns a game wasn't a thing for him. I mean, He's, He was in the, the Calvin Ridley spot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um He's not somebody I'm going to plug in immediately, but I'll hang on to him and see what he does. And uh, worst comes to worst, I'll pitch him back out there. So, yeah, I was pretty. I mean, I took uh, you know D.D. Westbrook in this uh, this Kiki Cutie guy, who with uh, the way the Texans are looking right now with injuries and Wolf Fuller. So, um, say his name one more time. Kiki, Kiki, Cutie, Cutie. Cutie. Q Q T Q T Cowty. I don't know. I think the announcers are saying Q. No, that, yeah, you got it right. Just, that's such a f- I just want interesting to name. One more time. These announcers, man. Uh, but um, I'm pretty sure the guy specifically talking about specifically targets. talking about Jason Witten and uh, 
that whole crew. But um, yeah, I mean, he's. We'll see. I'm not as confident as as Austin's pick. I'm probably not going to start him this week, but um, we'll see what happens. He's, he's a good stash, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have anybody that was like? Pretty, I mean, he was pretty much pretty quiet, yelled in her. Pretty much quiet week. For well, I mean, there weren't a whole lot of like really big injuries. So I, mean, right, I don't yeah. think there was anybody. anybody I, a lot of kickers are on there though. I did pick up. Saw I dropped that. Dan Bailey, <clears> picked up Cairo Santos, and then brought back. Um, Greg Zerline. So I can't fault you for a player that's probably going to get you 15 points a week. So right. So <laughs> hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later, so I don't just have two kickers on my team at all times. But we'll yeah, see. and they they want him back. You know, they're like, you know, Kyrie Santos. You can have what like one two weeks, and then you're gone. <laughs> Especially after the way. Um, uh, What's his Sam Ficken? Is that oh yeah, name? that guy. Yeah. yeah, couldn't make an extra point. It seemed. I like. think he was with. I can't remember. He might have been with the Jets before. I don't remember. But all right, let's get into matchups. We talked about waivers long enough. So, uh, awesome. Let's talk about yours first. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's get this going. Um, Wasn't great. Since we've just because we've already been talking about Pat Mahomes, um, you know he. What was the uh, you know let's say the, let's say the score here you know you went up against Forrest. Uh, Forrest won 128 to 109. Um, you were hoping that Pat Mahomes would be your saving grace, but really, that, that was unrealistic. You were, obviously, you were doing really well. There was a, up until you know that was it the Sunday night game. Well, I was doing great until the end of the three o'clock 3:25 games. That's what it was. And at one point, it was. 86 to 94 the games were almost over i'm feeling pretty confident because i'm like force is probably gonna get 10 more points and then i got to roll my homes out and then he scores about 30 points in the span of 10 minutes with greg kittle his 82 yard touchdown george kittle. Yeah, yeah george yeah george kittle sorry George Kittle, 125 receiving yards, 82 yard touchdown which in turn he scores you know what is that that's you know 18 points. Yeah, so 18 points. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then my defense, in turn, the Chargers defense, loses points. And then he has Saquon Barkley score a touchdown. And then I think he gets a few more points here or there. And I look up, and it's 84 to 128. And I'm wondering what the hell happened. Yeah. There was a lot of back and forth. Between you guys, that first until he, like you said, that game. There's a lot of back and forth between a lot of the matchups this week. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great week. That's uh, um, I mean, man, Austin, your team does really pretty well. consistent. I mean, I've been I'm, consistent. <laughs> right. It's just every you always go up against someone whose team just goes off that week. Or Who's something. better? Yeah. Except for me, because <laughs> it hurts. That game was really close. Um, it hurts, um, but I think that. Uh, I think ultimately, I, that's why I'm kind of, I'm worried to an extent, but not, you know, thinking the season's over, especially right. with the way the playoffs are. Um, I think that if I can just kind of ride the ship a little bit, I think the points will eventually come, they'll stay consistent, and hopefully I can be on the right end of a few of these. But Well, that's, a, that's definitely not an Austin Diggins state of mind. It's, that. Well, this has been a, it's been a weird <laughs> season so far. And it reminds yeah. me of a couple of years ago where the playoff structure wasn't the way it was. And I think it was several years ago, I think I had Aaron Rodgers and maybe Jamal Charles when he was actually good and a couple other people. 
But my team was scoring really well, but it was the same scenario where I was getting outscored. Yeah, you know, I, think everyone that, would have I do remember that year. Week. I mean, you had the most points scored out of anybody like throughout the entire yeah. year. And yeah. I don't think I made the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm hoping surely I can at least snag an eight spot here. And uh, and then we'll see from there, you know, anything's, anything's fair game in the playoffs. But as of right now, I'm down, not out. Uh, now, when we move on to other people's teams, one in particular <laughs> – It'll be interesting to see. But Forrest had a good week. He had a pretty good week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate that his um, Sunday ticket didn't work. I don't know what the deal was with that. Yeah, extremely weird. I mean, <laughs> it's weird stuff. It's, it's, like a, it's like a password might have been thrown out there somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Who does that? No one does that. Who does those things? But, uh, yeah, I congratulate him on the win. Man. Well, you know, like, I, I thought your team did really well. I mean, you guys matched up perfectly with quarterback and RB1. Yeah. Bernard outscored you, of course. Tevin uh, Coleman kind of just – he didn't yeah. really capitalize on his um, his shot there with, with Devontae Freeman. But, no, I, I thought you had, like, a really good shot going into it, and then he just – he took off out of nowhere. George Kittle. George – where did that yeah. – with a backup quarterback. Yeah. And so. For real. Um, and then, and Austin, then, Austin Eckler, though, for you, that was a good uh, – I know that you were hyped about him, and so that was a good uh, See, good I was there. watching the game, and he didn't get a – I don't think he got – he may have had one touch in the first quarter. And I'm like, why are they not utilizing this guy? And I'm looking on Twitter, and people are saying the same thing. And then I look up, and he catches a 22-yard touchdown. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good enough. We're back in it. Yeah, I mean, he had – I mean, great numbers for, you know, the backup guy there – Eight rushing, eight rush attempts, twenty-five yards, two receptions for thirty-one yards. I mean, that's and a touchdown. He's that's awesome. A, yeah, he is efficient with his touches. So, in the yeah. case that I'm not wishing any bad juju on you, Jordan, with Melvin Gordon, but in the case that Melvin Gordon does go down, I think Eckler could be a really good running back. But it's just about getting his opportunity. And I feel like I say that every week. Yeah, I don't need that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, your your receivers did well. You know, Allen Robson, Jarvis Landry. Um, the thing about Allen Robinson and Trey Burton is that obviously Mitchell Trubisky had the game of his life. What in the world? I don't know what happened there. And if you <laughs> if you had the balls to play him in DraftKings, I I salute you. But uh, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton both caught touchdowns on the first two drives uh, for the Bears. So I'm sitting here thinking this is going to be really good. And then that's all they did. They didn't they didn't get another. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else happened. So I kind of I was unfortunate in that uh, in that scenario, yeah, but it was, it was a weird game. Like Tariq Cohen and, and Gabriel, they just went off. Tariq so. Cohen, man, I looked and then I saw that the rich get richer over there with Jordan's team. <laughs> just how it works. Hey, you got a little uh, you got a little trade offer right now for Jarvis Landry. I, I, will, just... <laughs> I will check that later. So, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, yeah, good matchup there. Fortunately, Austin took another L. One so, in three. Let's move on. Um, let's talk about the the one forty to one forty one game here. Oh. Jordan Clark against Colton, now known as the two tight end set. <laughs> he changed his name, but uh, one hundred and forty to one hundred and forty one. Jordan pulls out the win. Just absolute like 
both of you guys had to have been shaking all weekend. Dude, I mean, this was insane. So Monday, I didn't watch. I didn't have the game on. <clears throat> I didn't look at my app because it was just going to be too stressful. I was like, I'm just going to wake up Tuesday morning and see the outcome. And then Jay Bell posts a freaking screenshot. <laughs> oh, it's cold. Going man. to pull off to. the wind. I had to. And I'm like, I see that. I'm like, damn it. So I, of course I turn the <laughs> I turn the game on. I have to see how it ends. And um, <clears throat> and I, I turn it on with like the last two minutes, right when um. The the Chiefs was it the Chiefs? No, who was yeah. playing? Was it the Chiefs? They scored, yeah. but it wasn't Hill or Kelsey that scored. It was someone else. So I was like, okay, thank God the Broncos need to just put the game Kareem away. Um, and so I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, don't give the Chiefs another chance because I feel like if that happened, it would just be over. Um, and it ends. And I mean, Colton. That I mean, such a great matchup this week. I, there was times when I was really confident over the weekend, and then th- this was another one of those games that went back and forth, especially when Breeze was playing because it, it just kept going down and down when he did not get any points. Um, <clears throat> I know, like especially after last week, you know, you've got to be. Ex- yeah, you cannot not play him. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you always play Drew Breeze, like yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, that, that's this. I hope this was just a rare, rare occurrence. His his uh. Not to go too off topic, but his matchup this week is looking pretty bad because he's, uh, he's up against like the second ranked defense right now <laughs> this next coming week. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, of course we mentioned earlier the Thursday night game with Cooks and Cup. It's funny because I was texting Austin during the day. Austin's sometimes my uh, my go-to for advice unless I'm playing him. And I was like, <laughs> and then I was it like, should be even more so. <laughs> I said, here's my here's my predicament. I said, do I start Cooks and Cup, Cooks and White? or cup and white because I was wanting to fill those two flex spots and I said I'm leaning towards cup and white and then by the end of the day I was like you know I'm just going to leave them both in because they've both been I mean all three of those people guys are so consistent with each other it's hard to put one you know certainly above another yeah um so I went with cooks and cup did not regret it now James White yeah I should have put him in for Collins if I had known you know if I had that future look i was talking about earlier but that's looking rough with uh that fumble um yeah uh, butterfingers yeah is at it again and he's had a problem with that i was about to say i think yeah and he, that makes colton with our trade with javoris allen like that makes that look even better because i guarantee you harbaugh is yeah not happy one more <laughs> one more fumble and i think he's done see yeah the end of days for alex collins there yeah, well, luckily I have a couple. Well, I say a couple. Really, just White is my only other reliable. Well, carry on Johnson too. I'd be happy to put put in. So, yeah, I was thinking about this week maybe putting White or Collins on the bench for White, but we'll see. It's gonna. It's There's, hard to tell with the Patriots because White does so good, but you never know how much how much more work Michelle's gonna get. Speaking of like that, Colton Colton's love for Georgia running backs is. <laughs> Has it helped him deep. in many different fantasy situations. Well, he came through this week, uh, and not and I mean, whenever he got Gurley, you know, the first year that uh, Gurley lit it up, you know, and I right. mean, that's all, you know, just from Georgia, and I mean, he's got you know Nick Chubb here now, but who could? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe never say never, McKenzie. Never say I'm, never. I'm not saying never. Like I, I'm. Not, I mean, he got. I can't find the. Uh, he had three rushes, I think, for like 105 yards and two touchdowns. Did he, he had Nick Chubb? He didn't have him at the time, uh, but okay. he had him before that, and then dropped him 
he blew up and then he got him again. I think it was because of this podcast, actually, because last week we're like Nick Chubb, and then went something like, <laughs> and then he's probably like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so if you're listening, take everything we say with a shot of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just hope that it works out for you. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that about him now. If it was me, I'd, I'm not putting him out there. But he's he's worth a roster spot, I yeah. think, just to see how it goes. I would be. I'm going to be interested to see how they integrate him into the system more. You know, uh, Carlos right. Hyde's played really well, considering. Yeah. And then Nick Chubb goes and you know he does that. So I think he's a guy that they're probably going to integrate more into the system, um, especially if something happens to Carlos Hyde. Yeah. You know, if Carlos Hyde goes down, He's now been Colton, injury prone for sure. Now Colton has Matt Burita, second string running back, Sony Michelle, First you know, game. coming yeah. in there. And uh potentially, you know Javoris Allen and Nick Chubb. Colton like, Antoine, just, you're gonna have to eat crow by the end of this season. <laughs> like I like his team is looking pretty pretty legit. I, like honestly hope that happens so I can just be like this is why you continue to play fantasy football throughout the year. You know, like this proves it. Like you don't just draft and leave your team alone and expect to win. Anything um, can happen. And that's Anything. why people, a lot of people, you know, say what the zero running back uh, scenario when they draft where you don't pick yeah. the running back until either late and then he's like a, he's kind of like a little scat because back. Because of the scarcity and then you just take a chance on who's going to get hurt. You know, which team do you think is going to – Yeah. Go down first, yeah, because they're so prone to injuries. Um, but yeah, but and Jordan Jordan's team's awesome, and like you know, he was saying last week, or you were saying that you wanted to make some trades, and I was like, oh, we'll see. That like your team is so good, I don't feel like I can offer anyone that's yeah, gonna. Fit. I mean, like, I feel like anything that I anything that I offer you, you're gonna be like, nope. That's kind of how I don't sound like my team is like the best, but that's kind of how I feel too. Because I look at these at first before, especially before this week, I'm thinking you have three players on your entire roster that scored less than ten points. <laughs> right before this week, I was thinking, you know, most people on my bench I could see parting ways with. But how did you uh, not start John Brown, dude? I love some John. Brown. Oh my I know, gosh! Man, I wish I'd put him in there, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Uh, my other uh, two receivers. That was the trade that I was just looking as good. for. I was like, I mean, Green did a little like, worse, but. I mean, it's not like I lost out on many points not putting him in. So that's another thing to have a good problem with is, like, should I put this? Like we were talking about with Cook and White, it was like whoever I put in, it's going to be pretty even. Um, So I remember the first week we did the podcast, I was like, man, I'm kind of worried about my my bench because I don't feel like I have a lot of depth, but I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. But it's just one week, too. They don't – my team doesn't perform this at this level every week. I do have some good players – um, I'm feeling good, obviously. 4-0 is a great start. but And I think you've scored over 100 points every week, haven't you? I think so, yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good so far. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the season pans out. So but. let's put it out there. You know, the the guys that you're you're willing to sell right now for our league to, <laughs> you know, guys that want to shop around, what's on the docket right now? <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean – McKenzie is very thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm listening. Um, yeah, I just don't know, man. I would say, see, even the guys I would put out, you don't know if they're going to be that consistent like Philip Dorsett. He does. He has had two good games. Tariq Cohen, he just had a really good game. He, You know, he finally started up. But I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I would say before, before 
a week or two ago, I would say James White, but he's he's been producing really well, and I might start placing him in, in front of Collins um, if it keeps up like that. Um, yeah, that's probably a good move. I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's I'm too... The Browns' defense. I'm going for him. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've already dropped him, so you can go get them if you want. <laughs> um, that's true. But I will say, last thing to say is, Colton, I'm sorry that we had to match because Colton deserved to win this week. I mean, his team did really yeah, well. Yeah, he did. And, you know, to be honest it, with you, I was, I was rooting for Colton a little bit. Hey, why you got to be like that, man? I'm rooting for the guy that's not 4-0. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm, I might become the league enemy um, at some point. But, um, yeah, well, it, it sucks when you when you play the, the top score of the league and you're the second top or tied with the second top score. That's always rough. But – Happy I got the win. No, I, I'm glad it ended the way it did. Um, not not ended the way it did, but it was it was a really good matchup. I mean, it made Monday night interesting. It was like, all right, it I'm going to be paying very close attention to these games because I was like, okay, if the Chiefs can get the ball back, Colton's got it. I, he, all he needed is like one 10-yard catch from somebody. That's it. That was it. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just wasn't connecting there. but. Yeah. And, you know, the Chiefs, I mean, they've been such a powerhouse. And, you know, to be – Playing prime time Monday night, uh, and you know the Broncos are actually really good on D. Yeah. I mean, they kind of oh, they kind of had a resurgence. You clarified so. that Case Keenum is not good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it's like well, it, it was yeah. it was worth a good watch. They honestly they probably had the game won there at the end, and he overthrew Case Keenum overthrew Demarius Thomas yeah, there. He was open. That was, uh, yeah, that was a that was dude. A he was right. He was there and. Uh, it's all on him. So, and I started him as a quarterback in another league, so I'm still pretty upset about it. <laughs> well, Case Keenum is like Jekyll and Hyde. You never know who you're going to get. Man. Right. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I like the matchup. I like the – doesn't matter. That's a different league. That league sucks. This is our league. Yep, yeah, forget uh, it. That's right. So, uh, yeah. I want to talk about my matchup. Uh, so, I got a win. Um, three and one right now. Played against Chance. 140 to 102 was uh, very close going into the Monday night game. Uh, he had both, I want to say he had both Demarius Thomas and, Sanders. and Emmanuel Sanders. And, Sanders. Yeah. Um, and then I was coming in with uh, Kareem Hunt and Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins injured, went out early, put up a zero, but Kareem Hunt, man, just yeah. balled out. He balled so, out. Yeah. And. Up until this point, every week, I've been trying to trade Kareem Hunt. And I've been trying to, like, I've offered many people. Uh, I've been watching that scenario unfold very carefully. And I, I was <laughs> hoping he would lay another egg. But unfortunately, yeah. it did not come. It is not happening now. Um, the reason that I, I mean, he's he's produced well, th- like, for, throughout the uh throughout the season, but he's a guy that I thought, okay, well, he's producing well. I can get him. I, I can get a tier one player for Kareem hunt is what is why I was trying to make those offers. Um, but for me, the reason that I didn't want him is because he wasn't getting the receptions that his volume uh, wasn't as large as you thought it would be. Right. Right. You know, he was getting touches and he was, you know, they were giving it to him, but uh, Mahomes <laughs> wasn't throwing the ball to him. And that was a kind of a problem, but that changed here. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, I see that uh, that is a thing that could potentially happen, so I'm sticking with him now. So, yeah, 
as, uh, as you probably should. I mean, nineteen rushing, nineteen rushes for one hundred and twenty-one yards, three receptions for fifty-four. Can't ask for anything it, more than that, honestly. I mean, I mean, when he and, it, and it's and it's not the reception number that you know kind of turned me on. It's the the yards after the catch that uh, that was great, and I was just like, yeah, I got to keep him around for sure. Camaro, we don't need to talk about him. Uh, yeah, let's not. He's a He's a freak. All right, so um, one thing I do want to bring up. So Mark Ingram is coming back. Are you? Are I'm you not worried about it. Not worried about it at all. No. See, I think. See, that I, I don't think you should be either. I mean, I think it's like ride the odd hand, and I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna improve him. the situation actually. I think it's going to. I don't think it's going to hurt McKenzie. I think it's going to hurt Jordan. And I've said this. I think I said this last week, and I'll say it again. It's going to. I think it is going to make the play calling in New Orleans a little more conservative than it has been. You know, you've been seeing Kamara catch, you know, nine, ten passes a game. I don't know what he did last week, but I know he has caught that many in a game. Five for 47 receiving. Yeah, so you've seen him, you know, utilizing the passing game a lot because he's kind of been the only back um, there. But I think with Ingram, the play calling is going to be more run heavy like you saw last year. And so uh, I think it's going to – Limit Drew Brees a little more, and I think you're still going to see Kamara produce at a high level. Yeah, and you know, uh, Ingram's going to come in there like you're talking about, and he's going to get those short touches and his, uh, you know, third, you know, fourth and one type plays, maybe goal line plays if they're there. Um, but Kamara is still the guy that's going to get the, the long yardage and is going to get, you know, I think if anything, if anything, this uh, this keeps him fresh and keeps you him healthy, yeah. and you saw exactly. how you yeah. saw how electric he was last season. You know when he right. he got a break and then he came in and you'd see him run a thirty yard run or you know. And 30. as of right now, they're using what Gillisley yeah. in there, yeah, and it's just nah. Nah. It's not nothing. The same, it's nah. not the same. So because whenever you're whenever you are third and one. And if you throw Gillisley in there or whatever, I don't even know if they're doing that. And he's not able to do it. Yeah, he got stuffed know. a couple times. Yeah, and then but you throw in Ingram and he's gonna get he's gonna get it done. And then we start over again with Camara. And it's uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to have Ingram back. And of course, it as if this season could get any worse for J Bell or myself. Mark Ingram comes back for Antoine's team, who I faced this week. So uh <laughs> The rich get richer. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Enjoy that. But um, then, of course, I have to I have to brag about the trade with, uh, you know, Javorius Allen and uh, Jimmy Graham. Threw that out there. Jimmy Graham got a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. So that production just uh, did great, did wonders for me. Um, I, I'm not expecting that every week. You know, he only got eight points, three receptions. Eh, yes. Well, it, how the – to see the um, to see you know the benefits from the trade after the first week of the trade happening, you got right. to feel pretty. It always feels feel good. Pretty good. Feels good. You probably were a little six to midnight there. After, no, I was losing my mind after that touchdown. Like I was, I was screaming and running around as the best. Son um, of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. It's not anything that I am. I'm definitely tempering my expectations with Jimmy Graham um, and just hoping that that production continues with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, let's talk about Chance's team. Um, Ezekiel Elliott lit it up. Um, All it takes is for me to say the Cowboys aren't fantasy relevant. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> you saw it. Did you see Luke's picture where he was wearing the Cowboys polo oh, and his kids the were The family wearing? picture? Yes. <laughs> I've already called DHS on them, so they should be <laughs> running his house any time now. So this is uh, Deer Spill Backwards, and uh, it's pretty bad, though. I mean, the Cowboys did really well, but it's pretty bad that the top receiver was Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Uh, but for fantasy, though, that's not the worst because you're not starting any other Cowboys other than Ezekiel that's Elliott. That's true, but as a team, I mean, I'm looking for the team as, <laughs> yeah. as a whole. And looking for some receivers that, out there. Uh, it's just not, it's not doing it for me. Was it uh, Jeffrey Swain? Is that, is that the tight end? Swain? Swim, yeah. Swain, swim, Swain, swim, swim. Swim, Swain, Swainy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, did he, catch, did he catch a touch? He caught a touchdown. I believe so, yeah. But, I mean, that's one of those things you probably can't count on. No. But How was uh, – I don't have the, the stats here. How was uh, Dak Prescott this week? He was much improved. He as, much, uh, as much crap as I talked about Dak, I think he had a pretty good game. He looked more comfortable. He looked, yeah, and for him to utilize you know, Zeke, I think that, that helped him settle in. And I think Michael Gallup had a big, t- uh, big catch. So yeah, For his receivers true. to come through. Dak Prescott was uh, 17 for 27. And had a rating of 118.6. So, fairly okay. average. I mean, that's pretty good. Right. Better than Tannehill. I mean, two TDs and no interceptions. I'll take that. Not I bad. mean, that's right there. Where, uh, fantasy-wise, that's right there if you want a quarterback off waivers. You know, that's that's the kind of production you want for one week. Good streamer. So, um, I would say that that's uh, not too bad there. Would the Cowboys... Dak Prescott. Go ahead. Would the Cowboys ever be crazy enough to bring back Des Bryant? I saw, a, I think it was a, play, a Cowboys player actually say that today. We need to bring Des Bryant back. So would that be something that eventually happens? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> just I would say the no. ultimate walk of shame. I would say no just because Jerry Jones has too much pride to bring back yeah. someone like that. After he already, you know, pretty much fired him. At, you know, it, it would be great for the Cowboys to have, a, you know, a star receiver, but I just don't see it happening. There's too much bad blood. They've already they've already poisoned the well. And you heard it here. Well, I you know I like looking at Chance's team. I thought they did really well. I mean, Dalvin Cook was a huge goose egg for him. It's Two that's points. a that, that this is his first week back though, wasn't it? It was, and you know uh, they're saying you know he, the, the the big thing was they were like all right if Dalvin Cook is eligible to play, you have to play him. That was from everywhere. But yeah, eligible I mean, and healthy is the main thing. I mean, he wasn't a hundred percent. That's true, and he just got completely shut down. I, I, I think they just stopped using him. They're just like, yeah, forget it. And then Mike Evans was a, a little bit of an afterthought, and that game was a little bit ugly. And then the uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, that hurt him too. So I mean, other than that, he had a good game. I think is Dalvin yeah. Cook a bust? Is it? Is I don't think so. You don't I, think so? No, I don't. Um, he's an he's an incredible athlete, and I think that if he gets healthy. And if they get the offense right there and everything, then I don't think that he's going to be, you know, this tier one running back. But I think that I think that he's startable each week, right? If uh, you know, if he's healthy and good to go. Yeah. Only time will tell. We'll see if he can stay healthy. I think that's probably his biggest issue. Right. Definitely take a chance starting him this week, but kind of don't blame Chance for that. Uh, considering the circumstances, but right. just kind of came back there in the end. But I was shaking all weekend. I mean, it was a, it was a close one up until Monday night. Didn't didn't really think it was 
going to play out that well. He's got Andrew Luck on his bench with 35 points. Uh, that one has to hurt. Yes, but I mean, <laughs> you I think to... I'm going to start Andrew Luck this week over Tom Brady. I right. mean, you, if you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, you might as well drop all of their quarterbacks and pick one up for your bye. I'll say this, Tom Brady, I mean, can we get the opinion of a true Patriots fan here? I may be wrong saying this. Tom Brady has not looked – I haven't been overly impressed with Tom Brady. I've, granted, he hasn't had – he has had few weapons, you know. Sure. I, it should be interesting to see with Edelman and when Gordon gets more implemented into the system. Uh, and then with Sonny Michelle, you know, running the ball and finding his footing – it, you, then you can really gauge Tom Brady on kind of see where he's at. But through the first few weeks, I feel like he's been fairly average. Yeah, he has. I mean, prior to this week, the whole Patriots team wasn't gelling that well. You know, the win that big against Miami was definitely – it's weird to say surprising when you're talking about the Patriots versus the Dolphins, but it was surprising because of how they performed the first three weeks. But – yeah, like you said, when Edelman gets in, which he's back now, <clears throat> they have a short week against, and they're playing the Colts Thursday night. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to get Edelman back in and then for Gordon to get in the full swing of things. Belichick's been saying good things about Gordon. Josh Gordon looked good. He he got a few had a few catches. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're right though. He he's yeah he's even looking. You can look at his fantasy points, and they're 21 and under. So it's right. not like he's been putting up any yeah. big numbers. And Josh Gordon's going to be a guy who's only going to get better from here. Um, you know, as he starts learning the system, obviously the talent is there. Um, it's just kind of seeing if he will stay out of trouble and stay healthy. Right. Um, but I think, you know, with the addition of Edelman, that's going to – and if Gronk can stay healthy, I think he was on the injury report. Yeah, and, I think yeah. he's going to sit out this week. He sat. Um, which is probably good. Like, again, it's a short week, and then they play – I think Kansas City the next week, so they they need him. They need as many options as they can have against Kansas, right? With how good they've they've been playing on the offensive Their side. Their defense is awful, though. So sure, but you still want as many offensive uh, to make it because it's going to be a shootout, and you want to be able to. Oh, it's going to be! I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Uh, but the Colts are heavily depleted right now. You look at their they. I mean, you got. What's his name? Hines? Naheem Hines? Naheem Hines. Yeah, he got, he's in the number one right now. He's their number one, but he's more of a pass-catching you know, running back. And then their receiving core with T.Y. Hilton out is kind of just – I saw someone tweet it said, it looks like someone picked up a bunch of people off of an intramural football team you know, in college. <laughs> is this the replacements? Uh, like the yeah, movie talking about <laughs> – yeah, yeah. Hey, don't doubt those replacements, man. It's true. Gary so, Hebron, he's legit. <clears throat> so when you look at you know their receiving core, I think the Patriots will. I don't think they're going to have a ton of trouble tomorrow night. Um, it may be close for a little while, but eventually, I think you you see the Patriots get by. But you know, in the long run with the Patriots, I think you're going to see Tom Brady probably have better days ahead. Absolutely, Absolutely. like for sure. I mean, wasn't it was it last year? When they were like 0-4 or 0-3 yeah. or whatever? No, same 20, thing. it was 2014 because it was – or maybe it was 15. It was the year they beat uh, the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They came back 28-3. Same – they started pretty bad. Oh, I think right. they the, the Kansas City Chiefs just stomped them that ago, first yeah. game. It might have been 2014. I can't remember. but And everybody was like, okay, Patriots are done. Tom Brady's done. And then after, they just blazed through the rest of the season. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, he hasn't had a whole lot to work with so far, so fingers crossed. 
I know everybody else is tired of seeing them winning, but I'm not ready to go through those dry seasons yet. <laughs> Until Brady's gone and the bill check is gone. Retires in this year. Yeah, it's it's this year? it's this happening year? soon. I'm I wouldn't be surprised. This year, it'll be I this year or next year. The really interesting thing is going to be who the replacement ends up being. Who is yeah, the know, person man. that? Who's the person that follows Tom Brady? Are you? I mean, it's. I was looking forward to some Jimmy G time, but they got rid of him last year. So. And that was the biggest mistake to me. You, yeah. how do you not get a first round pick for the guy? You trade him for a second round pick. Some people Obviously, are, Some people on like Patriots Reddit were like conspiring that Belichick sent him to the, the uh, uh, San Francisco. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pick you back up when Tom Brady retires, but we just can't afford to keep you right now. <laughs> so oh yeah, buy him for, buy him for discount. And yeah. then they sign him to a huge deal, so good on them. I mean, granted, he tore his ACL. But sure. This is all part of Belichick's plan. We're, <laughs> yeah. just, we're, we're just minor puppets. Jordan, I'm I'm gonna make another bold prediction here. Reed Reed just said that Tom Brady retires. I could see Belichick retiring soon. I think it, I there was a lot of chatter I, um, at the beginning of the season that. Tom Brady had said, you know, it's either me or Bill Belichick. And because there was a very, I think they haven't been seeing eye to eye on several things. Man, that's just and a bunch that's of another, It's another rumor of why Jimmy Garoppolo got traded, but that's a different story. Um, but I, I think you, I think a few years down the line, probably two or three years, maybe even sooner, you're going to see Belichick retire. Well, for, and then the organization. Sure. I mean, he's not going to do this forever, and neither is Tom Brady. Well, no. There will come a time when the Patriots are going to be terrible. And uh, it'll sooner be sooner rather test- than later, my friend. <laughs> it'll be a true testament to how. Much so let me tell you how this is going to go down. Because Tom Brady and the Patriots started this rise back in 2001 against the Rams, and we're going to come back to that either this year or next year, and they're going to take them down, and then it's going to be just just into the ground, and then we're going to flip flop for ten years. And it's just going to be a constant cycle. <laughs> Here's how it's going to happen: is the sure they'll face off again. Patriots will again beat the Rams. Tom Brady <laughs> is ascended into heaven on the clouds. <laughs> or Turns hell. out, it sounds like a really bad conspiracy theory. No, um, I was going to say something. Oh, one thing. This is completely off topic, but another rumor that is actually true because Gronk said it himself. They were going to trade Gronk to the Lions. For just I saw a, that. For just a crap trade. And he said, I will retire. He said, Tom Brady's my quarterback. Yeah. If I, I'm not playing for anybody else. Yeah. And so I don't know That's what awesome. Belichick is thinking, but he, he has some, made some questionable choices over the last year. There should so. be like a full interview on that whole scenario. With, yeah. Uh, him and uh, Tom Brady about the trade. Well, you know how tight-knit everything is there. And over the last year and a half, you know, you've been seeing things leaked more and more. So I don't know if it's Belichick losing his holding with the team or if it's, you know, the players kind of finding their voice. Uh, but or if I, it's all just made-up rumors. I mean, Right, right. Yeah, yeah, for could sure. Could just be, you know, how ESPN or any other news station can be to they jump on these things to get views and everything. Right, so right. who knows. I think, though, Jordan, it's going to really test your fandom because – I. In the next 10 years, the Patriots, I think, it, it could be will. pretty bad. And you're right, because as long as I've been a fan, I, I've been a fan since, I don't know, when I was in sixth grade, whatever year You've that been was, living was, in the golden age, my right. friend. Right. I've never experienced a bad <laughs> Patriots team. I've never experienced a team without Tom Brady. Um, 
so I will have to hopefully I won't turn into an Austin Diggins and start cheering for whatever team is doing best that year. You're gonna be like, Ouch. okay, Ouch. <laughs> that is not the truth. Oh yeah, I was an Eagles fan that had a moment of I don't know what you call that. It wasn't a it wasn't an enlightened period. It wasn't but I still I still do like the Se- I still like Seattle. The coincidence that you liked the Seahawks as soon as they were like making a Super Bowl run. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a different story, though, with Russell well, Wilson. I've kind of taken that approach a little bit. I follow a couple of different teams now. Um, but I just love football, and I just love watching football. And so There's nothing wrong with following different uh, teams. I like following yeah, I'm the not, Chiefs, I'm but Austin straight up uh, picks favorite teams. No, you know <laughs> I've got Philadelphia roots. Give me a break. Because here. they've been good. Let's see how it is. No, they were really bad when I started re-following <laughs> them, so I don't want to hear that. All right, all right. I want to say Austin's correct. He has been a Philly fan forever. I mean, as forever as I know him. And uh, I'm the same way with McKenzie. I mean, I follow two teams. I mean, they're in the same division. I mean, I follow the Packers, too. Like, I love the Packers just because I have some Wisconsin roots, uh, some friends and stuff that I visit all the time up there. But, I mean, you'll get through it, man. It'll be fine once the <laughs> Patriots go bad. I mean, you'll just be like a Cowboys fan, so... <laughs> Just hanging in there, just just writing it's your a, suicide notes. Jordan, you'll never be a Cowboys fan. So, some positive encouragement. I'm not from, saying it'll be a Cowboys fan, but it'll, it'll be I'll be like, like a Cowboys. Cowboys fan. Yeah, I got you. No, yeah, yeah, you'll be like living in. Don't be do like, that. Waiting for it. Don't do that. No, it's gonna happen. And I I do enjoy following other teams as well, but I'll always be a Patriots fan. I'm not I'm not gonna jump off the bandwagon just the moment you know Tom Brady retires or anything. All right. Well, that's enough Patriots talk. We have two more matchups to get through. Coming uh, up next on about... Patriots Radio. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm going to edit all this out, so <laughs> just go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, we got Antoine versus uh, Logan coming in with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. One more time. I'm going to continue making that joke until it's his bye week. God, I wish it was <laughs> next week. I can't uh, wait for that. <laughs> yeah, me either because he's playing me. But it's uh, going to be great. And this is another close one. Uh, you know, Big Ben, Gurley, James Conner, Juju. You know, Big Ben just looked awful, man. Big Ben's in decline. He looked and awful. Yeah. I think, is this his last year as well? I think you can, you're going to see yeah. him and Tom Brady retire around the same time. But you know, I could see that. At the same time, Big Ben has just gone from being completely awful. I mean, last year he's like, you know, I just don't know if I got any more. And then the next game he came back and he balled. 400 yards past. And he's like, well, I think the Cowboys got a little more left in his saddle or some shit like that. So, I mean, he's <laughs> – I mean, Big Ben will be just fine. Um, I think it was just an off game for the Steelers. But, I mean, yeah. still, you know, he came out with a win. And, you know, it, it was one of those – it was very close. You know, uh, Logan won by the skin – a four, uh, 98 to 94. The skin of his diggy. Yeah, the skin of Harrison <laughs> Butker's, you know. That like he currently cleats. owns. Let's go ahead and remind everyone of that. But he is 4 now, so. Yep. <laughs> the streak continues. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, I guess we should talk about Antoine's team so he doesn't complain. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we set aside an hour and a half just for Antoine's team. <laughs> we talked about Gronk. Uh, Will Fuller, you know, Will Fuller's been great for Deshaun Watson. That combo's been awesome. It's unfortunate that, you know, he's going to be hurt this week. And uh, But he's always you know, he's hurt. Got, he's always hurt. He's right. He is, that has been the one thing with Will Fuller. The weeks that he plays, typically pretty good, especially with, with Deshaun Watson, they said. Um, but 
you know, the guy cannot stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas had a dud of a week, but, you know, definitely contribute that to whatever in the world Breeze was doing. He's going to have 40 points this week. He'll come back for sure. Yeah, no question there whatsoever. Against me. (laughs) There's the negativity. There's the negative Austin that I know. There he is. It's back, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Antoine's team is good. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. I mean, like his, his running back situation, you know, he got hit hard with Bell not knowing his whole contract, you know, sit out and all that. And then he's been playing all these Colts players in RB2, and he's been getting burned every week. Um, yeah. Other, other, uh, than that, other than that, he's been just fine. He's been, he's been skating by. Like, literally, last, last week he skated by. I wish he was here because my question for him is if he is still planning on holding Le'Veon Bell for the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, he, he he for sure. Um, is. because that's another. What is it? What what week is he coming back? Is it two weeks or three weeks? Uh, I think it's it's seven, seven or eight. Okay, I think it's seven actually. So that would be three weeks from now. Um, I don't know what Antoine's record is, but I mean, without that big boom player, I mean, that could be another potential three losses. Probably not, but uh, I don't know. He's just uh, – he's got to make it happen with, with what he's got. Well, he's been plugging in Deion Lewis. And, you know, like, I've been in the same boat. I've got Derrick Henry, and I've been shooting for the stars every week, but he just hasn't done it. The Titans just have not done it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they'll catch some kind of steam sometime, but, I mean – I'll say this. If I score 120 points this week and Antoine beats me, I'm going to be on J-Bell watch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> I am tired of the BS. Yeah, that, you know, I, I was I was definitely pulling for uh, Logan on this one because like if Lo if, if me too me if too if Antoine pulls out another fluky ass win, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, honestly, yeah. he he probably should have won this game. Uh, oh no. no, with with uh, the four points from Gronk, I mean that right there is just something that doesn't typically happen. You know, you take that out of consideration, and the four points that he's missing should have come from Gronk. My thing is, why is Antoine starting Jordan Wilkins? What is that about? That is – I mean, who else does oh, yeah, he I mean, have? Look at, he doesn't have anybody on his bench. <laughs> yeah, looking at his bench, it's not any better. It's better than Jalen Richard. Yeah, or C.J. Anderson. Um Good thing he didn't play Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Otherwise, it would have been a... Uh, oh, my gosh. Three points. So Nine. Is, is it Fitzmagic season over? Fitzmagic has lost its... The magic view. has ended. Uh, it's Jameis Winston now. Oh, thank you, man. I mean, Crab like, legs. I think the that crab just legs completely are devalues return. everybody on the how Tampa many, Bay how offense. How many interceptions did uh, Fitzpatrick throw last week? Just one. Just yeah. one. Just one? What about this week? Was it like more? Oh well, this week it was one. Last week it was two or three. Yeah, I don't remember what it was but last then he, week. He came back in, in yeah. the second half and just really he redeemed rallied. himself in the. He second had a ton half. of touchdowns and a ton of yards. Um, so it's I mean he's been unreal this season, and that's one that you just can't <laughs> you can't you know it's that was just a fluke thing. He's on fire, but well, I, I think they started seeing the cracks last week, like the first half. Right. I mean, prime right. time. 
you're going to start seeing some cracks in the, you know. But is this, but with that crazy production for the first three weeks, I mean, is it the right call to not give him one more chance? I, I, I mean, I would definitely put him back in there. I mean, like, you got to ride the hot hand. I mean, like, Jameis Winston has been suspended. I mean, he's coming in cold. Let him sit on the bench. Let him want a yeah, I mean, I wish that's what they would do. There. It really just depends on what they see in practice, though, because we're not seeing that, you know. And right. if, if he ride they the drafted. hot hand and let Winston sit on the bench, he's never going to have the hot hand because he's going to be on right, the bench. Right, right. And they drafted Jameis Winston as their franchise quarterback. When they, but but when what they did we see him. when he came in? He was awful. Zilch. But granted, he hadn't had any reps. You know, there's a lot that plays into that. I'm not, I'm not you know, sticking up for Jameis Winston because I don't – I don't think he's that good personally, but I I believe they probably pulled Fitzpatrick. I'd say at the right time you're getting your ass whipped. Well, I mean, yeah, if <coughs> three to thirty. Yeah, was it yeah. I mean, you're yeah. not. You probably need to switch it up, and so probably they think you know Jameis Winston getting more reps in practice is going to be better. But you know, that guy's got so many character issues as it is. I don't. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a veteran. He's older. Um, also, you I have to it. you have to put in take into consideration the Browns' defense or the Bears' defense and Khalil Mack. It's a good defense, and right? The legitimate. amount of pressure that was coming in all game. Definitely legitimate, right? And who do they who do they play this week? I have no idea. Uh, Tampa Bay's on a bye this week. They're on a yeah, bye this so, week, and so, so yeah, it makes sense that. They're going to start Jameis Winston next week. He's going to have a full week of practice, yeah. followed by another week to prep for the game. So. I, mean, I mean, it definitely makes sense, you know, for a longevity standpoint. You know, Jameis is, what, 24, 25 years old. He's young, yeah. And, you know, Fitz is on his way out. I mean, he thought about retiring last year. Right. So, you know, you, you've got to, you know, coach in your young guys and just chalk it up to rebuilding here. Even if you started extremely hot. Yeah. But is, is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick – did he get dropped? Did he drop him this week? He was dropped, yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Is is he even I mean, why would you keep him at this point? But I don't have that in front of me right now, so uh it was Yeah, that's good. good. I mean, ride. you're you're going to have to go with this Sean Watson. I mean, he's got Cam Newton too. No, he's he's so. got some definitely like QB1 quarterbacks. I mean, I'll tell you he's, this. He's not suffering for any of those at all. I'm going to be irate if Cam Newton steals two more touchdowns from Christian McCaffrey. It's going, going to keep – There's. it's always happened, and it's going to keep happening. Zone, to, zone read, quarterback run with Cam Newton. <laughs> he is the most selfish player I've ever seen. And he's, it he's their best running off. back. He, he's, re- he really is. He's their is. best running back. And it, if it's going to happen again this week, and then I'm going to curse Cam Newton's name until the day I die. Well, I mean, when you got somebody that's like 6'5", 250, and you got two yards – and that's why, a, why not every time. That's a discussion I've had many times as well about Cam Newton as a quarterback. Best running quarterback there's ever been. Better than Michael Vick. Accurate passer? Not so much. You know, he's from a physical <laughs> from a physical standpoint, he has all the physical attributes. Absolutely. But he as far as a passer, he's he's very inaccurate. He's been better this year, but I cannot get over how many times I've watched I guess every game this year watching the Panthers. And they'd be at the goal line. I'm thinking, okay, Christian McCaffrey is going to have his first touchdown of the season, only to see Cam Newton rip it from his chest, take it into the end zone, and do that damn Superman celebration. (laughs) I'm tired of it, Cam. If you're listening, go to hell. But the the good thing for Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, he is, you know, coming into the year, they were like, you know, this guy's going to get 20, 25 carries a game. And they have. 
I mean, he is last been week he had a hundred and back or the week not last week, but before their bye, he had one hundred and eighty four. And, and coming into the year, you're like he's too small. You know, he's he's he's. He's not going to be their workhorse, go-to back, but he really has. He's been my best player. I, I mean, think. he can break between the pa- you know the tackles, and he can you know, catch out of the backfield. He's been very good. I mean, what like 160 yards? 184. 184. I mean, in a, in a touchdown. I mean, you can't see. That, that's hard to beat, man. You knew he was a good receiving running back um, last year. You saw that, but they didn't really utilize him in the running game. He wasn't very effective. He's this, little, he, he, I think he put it on about 15, 20 pounds. This yeah, year. this year you can tell he's worked at it because he's a better runner. He's still catching balls. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but I think hopefully that comes this week against Antoine. Huge upside. Huge. Yeah, that would be that would be great. He's, he'll probably start Sean Watson, though. That's a uh, Great well, stuff there. I, he's starting. He's he's beginning to show flashes of what he was last year. You know, Watson. Like that, yes. Early last year. Yeah, before he went out, he's been yeah. good. The last few games, he's been really good. Because you know, beginning of this year, Watson was like, oh, okay. You know, we were going off a small sample size. He's not the QB one we thought he was. I mean, it was like it was like Fitzpatrick talk. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right, right. But or I mean, even comparable to Mahomes early. You know, right, I mean, right. we didn't know that. This would continue, but you know it takes a couple of weeks, you know, to figure out an offense. You know, who are their weapons? Who are they going to rely on? You know, what are they capable of? Deshaun Watson, he's there. He's he's a QB one, no doubt. Yep. All right. Final matchup of the week, the one we've all been waiting for. It's <laughs> J Bell versus Luke. Congrats to J Bell for breaking eighty points. Made it to eighty four. Eighty four to one eleven. And uh, now zero and four. We want to hear. We want to hear. If, what do you have to say? What's your? <laughs> want to hear what I have to say? Are you sure about that? He's, okay. uh, something's happening. Well, I mean, my team's been pretty <laughs> trash. <laughs> but they haven't been completely ass. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I have to lean on right now is. Jared Cook. <laughs> help me help you. Thank you, Jay Cook. <laughs> oh, that's good. That what was an apology. That was and beautiful. They, uh, that that was my tribute to Jared Cook. Thank you, dear sweet man. Cause he I mean Jared Cook is the only good person on my team. Will you invite Jared <laughs> Cook to your wedding one day, please? I probably will. You know, if you Google a picture of that man <clears throat> right now, he looks like he is 60 years old in the face. It looks like he is, you know, just not taking care of himself at all. He looks horrible. <laughs> but you know what? Eight receptions for 110 yards and two touchdowns. My goodness. Let's go, baby. Like, Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's go, Jay Cook. But no, I mean, my team just continues to shit the bed as usual. Uh, let's all right. So let, let's go. Uh, first, second, third, fourth round picks. They total for a, a total of sixteen points on the week. <laughs> Who are those picks? Everybody wants to know. All right, first round. Let's go, baby. Leonard Fournette, three points before he exits the game again. Second round, baby. Keenan Allen, six points. Third round, Lashawn McCoy. I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> fourth round. Doug Baldwin, four points. Okay, so I'll say this. The first two, you have lots of hope there. I tried to, you know, I was 
talking to you about uh, Keenan Allen this week. I was trying to get him because I thought you might be down on him. Um, I definitely think that he's going to bounce back. I think that that is a uh, – He's got a really good know, schedule coming up. I think Jay Bell hit Keenan Allen's floor yesterday. Absolutely. Um, and six points is not the worst. I mean, seven receptions for 63 yards. I'll I mean, if he, had, if he had got a touchdown, I mean, that would have been a great game. And six points is not the worst if the rest of your team had not been awful. Right, right, right. Um, I and, think you know, LaShawn Mc- – Are you going to drop LaShawn McCoy? Is he droppable? That is – that is the one that is the uh, the explosion, or not even an explosion. I don't know what it is. Just uh, like <laughs> side note on uh, Lashawn McCoy, um, he has a lawsuit against him against physical abuse against his ex girlfriend. So uh, that could be a factor. Well, he's just been he's just a bad man. It's uh, that <laughs> is the only one of game. those three where I'm just like, yeah, that that's a uh, well, you know, Lashawn McCoy. Backtrack the past three or four years, he has been an RB1 by every standard of the way. I mean, he has bulldozed his way through the Bills' offense. I mean, he has been the, he's been the main focal point of it every year. And this year, you know, I, I took a little bit of a gamble of, on him going in the third round. And uh, that gamble has not paid off. So he'll be sitting on my bench underneath a blanket. Well, I'll say this. When it came around draft time, Jay Bell and I were around the same place. And I was going to actually take LaShawn McCoy. And for some reason in my head, words of wisdom spoke. And they said, pick Christian McCaffrey instead of LaShawn McCoy. I said, okay. Picked Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) That's who I wanted. Did not take LaShawn McCoy, and that's been a blessing. Granted, we are a combined one in seven. Can I can't? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's really won here. No one has won here, but... If but, there are so, small victories, that was one. But no, there's not a real winner there. there. There's not really a whole lot good to look at here. Uh, first to fourth round picks combined for 16. That's not good. Um, Let's talk about another guy that is just a total who knows what in Kenyon Drake. Like, <laughs> I wish I could tell you. The, the Curious Case of Kenyon Drake, part four. Here we go. Where is he? Yeah, I, I don't know where he is. I think the Dolphins ran, like, minimal running plays since they were down so much. And I think Frank Gore got a touchdown from Brock Osweiler. Yes. Are you serious? What? Yes. Is that I guy still in the that NFL? Game. I that didn't ha- know that. That happened. <laughs> and He's tall. You know, that's two you know. weeks in a row that Kenyon Drake <laughs> has been a no-show. And so he's just going to be hiding out, too, on my bench along with everybody else. But, you know, at the same time, Tyler Boyd showed out, which I'm glad he did, and uh, Jared Cook, baby. He's, he's my best player as of day. Tyler best Boyd, tight end of the week? Was Tyler, he the best of the week? You know, uh, Jared Cook is actually the number one fantasy tight end right now. Yeah. As wow. far as points, touchdowns, receptions, everything. I feel like he was so – I feel like at one point Jared Cook was just – especially when he went to uh, the Raiders – you know, I think that he was really hyped up, and oh, Jared Cook's gonna be awesome, and he's and he's been consistently average, right? But I think that he, he was definitely undervalued than what he could actually potentially do, right? Um, you're not gonna see this every week, but I think that, uh, yeah, it's there. Well, like for you sure. know, like go, even tracing back to the Packers, everybody chalked up like Jared Cook, like, hey man, he's gonna be a real deal, and yeah, there was nothing. He would have Jared there was no Cook, chemistry. He was a guy who. You would see him for two weeks and think he was the best tight end in the NFL. 
and then it would just teeter out, and you wouldn't see anything else from him. He this was the best receiver on the Rams for a while. Yeah, this year you have seen consistency from Jared Cook. He's really developed a good yeah. connection he with Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Carr. Carr. Derek Carr, baby. <laughs> hey, get the car. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's the been. Khakis. But uh, you know, you know based he... on uh, week three, let's just look at maybe week two and three. Doug Baldwin versus Jordy Nelson. I would think you give Jordy Nelson a chance. You know, you start right. Jordy Nelson over oh, no, he... over Baldwin or or uh, Kenyon J- Drake. No, Kenyon Drake is an afterthought. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what you do have going for you though that I see that you're starting this week that was uh, that I do like is Aaron Jones. I like um, me some Aaron Jones, you know. Um, and a reason for that is that the Packers don't really have an offense anymore <laughs> with all of their injured players. No. Um, so, it, uh, was it uh, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison Both out hurt. this week? Uh, or is, is Geronimo Allison out? He is questionable. He's concussed, I think. Yep. Um, anyway, not good either way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to – I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get around somewhere. Um, and it could potentially be there for a little short. See, like, look at, look at my team this week. It's not pretty at all. You're like, you look at it and you just go, Bleh. But, you know, uh, Aaron Jones, I think, I mean, from what he's shown last year and then this year, he's the most explosive running back they have. Yeah. Jamal Williams, no thank you. Nope. Ty Montgomery, Montgomery. Go away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think so. And then, you know, Jordy Nelson – Back-to-back touchdowns in games. And you've seen what he did in Green Bay. Granted, he's not the same receiver as he was under A-Rod. But Derek Carr has been pretty damn good this year, regardless of what he's done the second half of most games. He's been very uh, very accurate. So I think uh, if they could be a little bit of a chemistry, he still can salvage some kind of a talent in there, at least, at least touchdown-wise. See, I think you're spot on there. But I think Ty Montgomery is still going to be a guy. I would have never said this at the beginning of the year, but I think Ty Montgomery is going to be a guy, having looked at the situation, that is still going to be fairly effective. He'll be in, he'll be a third down back. Jamal Williams, I think, is going to be phased out. Unfortunately, I drafted him this year only to drop him. But Aaron Jones is going to be the predominant, you know, runner in that system. But I think you're going to see. Um, Ty Montgomery still be used. No, he's not going away. I think Ty Montgomery is going to be pretty effective, especially when you see how many receivers are banged up. Him having been a receiver before he transitioned to a running back. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm just plugging who I have out there. I mean, it's I'm, it's we're going into week five. There's a lot of season left still. Um, eventually, J-Bell? we're not going to be able to say that. But uh, is right he now there his is. Win this week? Is he going to get his first win this week? Can we all take a vote here? Who's a, What's the matchup let's looking look like? I haven't. Uh, what we got? I haven't checked it out. So let's let's take a look. Colton Sullivan. Take a little Colton, pause. If he has, I mean, his team could go off. If we've seen t- two weeks now, week two and four. So no projections yet, but uh, uh, no, it says uh, J Bell's projected eighty six. Colton's projected ninety three. Okay. Unfortunately, I am going to take Colton with this if I was a betting man. I'm going to have to go with Colton as well. But next week, Fournette may be back. You know, you're going to have Baldwin in full swing. Don't get your hopes up. And, uh, yeah, I think that it will maybe – you'll be a little competitive next week. 
<laughs> I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that J. Bell gets his first win this week. Am I going to eat a W this week? I think it's time you eat a W. I'm ready to eat a W. Maybe by then we'll be a collective two and eighteen. Eight. <laughs> eight? Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think J. I think J. Bell may get a win this week. It's going to be close. Colton, no. No diss to your team. Your team has really done legit, well. Man. Your I team mean, has done very legit. well. I'm very impressed. But I think J-Bell, you know, come on. We're all rooting for him. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Luke's team a little, a little bit. I'm playing him this week, and he's currently plagued with injuries um, this coming week. But uh, Matt Ryan has been solid. Uh, I haven't looked at his lineup, but I'm curious if he is going to start Josh Gordon this week. Um, considering what's going on in his injury situation, doesn't look like it. How can we talk about OBJ? You know, I that's I haven't really followed uh, a whole lot of what's going on with him. So go he, ahead. He has to say underutilized is one thing, but he has. He's been pretty average. I don't know if that is – I think it's a combination of Eli, you know, at so this point. Say, you know, at this point That in sounds his like career, a team thing. Right. Eli hasn't been as, you know, good. But you see Sterling Shepard and Saquon both have really good games, I think, the last two weeks. Right. But OBJ kind of has just been seven catches. I think – what did he have? Seven catches. Seven for 60. Seven for 60. So, he – where is that superstar you thought you drafted? But I'm just tuning in here. But is that because the defense is, you know, that's what I was going to say, you know, against the defense. But like, no, like OBJ is the star. So they're like double covering him and all that. And, the, and I mean, the defenses that he's gone up against New Orleans has kind of been known for not having a good defense. But I think that this year they've definitely stepped it up um, in that department, you know, a little bit better. Houston, um, Dallas, who knows, and Jacksonville. Um, so Which, I think – go ahead. Jacksonville, I get, going up against Jalen Ramsey. That was one of his best games, though. But that was his best game. <laughs> you look at New Orleans, who gave up 48 points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. And then you look at – who else did you say he played? Dallas? Dallas has been okay. Dallas and Houston. Dallas has been okay, but you expect him in a rivalry game, a divisional game, you expect him to show up. And I watched that game, and that was a game that Eli was on his ass more than he was standing upright. That was hard to watch. But, oh, yeah, um, I, I do remember that. I think it's more of an Eli problem than it is an OBJ problem, obviously, because um, the guy, if you put it in his direction, he's typically going to catch it. But it could also be, you know, like Reed said, a, an instance of teams really focusing in on OBJ and making you kind of one-dimensional with Saquon. Um but and maybe that's why Sterling Shepard has been as good as he has the last two weeks. Yeah. But you got to sit there and when he was drafted, you know, pretty high, like what the twelfth pick or something like that. I think. I don't remember if he went. He I think a, he took Brown first, and I think he took OBJ yeah, second. Yeah. So he, Antonio Brown with the eighth pick or ninth pick, OBJ with the eleventh or twelfth. I think was yeah. what it was. And so for a guy that you drafted that high, which I can't say anything because I drafted Devontae Freeman. But uh, for a guy that you draft that high, you're expecting more production. And especially with OBJ, you're expecting those big games where he's got, you know, over 100 yards, two touchdowns, and it just hasn't came yet. 
So maybe it happens this week, but I know they really want him to get on track just like Luke probably does. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I don't know if we're talking defense-wise. I don't know if that's going to happen this week with Carolina. Um, yeah. You know, I think that they're going to be pretty tough. But, uh, yeah, uh, Philip Lindsay is uh, shaking bastard? up. Oh, sorry. The, <laughs> He's definitely a diamond in the rough. Like, if, if you can find him guy. at the right time, perfect. I don't know how many times oh, yeah. I heard – uh, announcers talk about, oh, well, he, he's from Denver and he's the the Denver guy and went to high school and would join the Broncos like future yeah. football team or whatever. And from, I bet they said it eight times in the whole game. Chip on his shoulder. Chip on his shoulder. Chip yeah. on his shoulder from Colorado. And there's the little guy again. Undrafted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah un- walk undrafted. And you oh know, that's gosh. one thing. Here I am thinking I've got a diamond in the rough with my with Royce Freeman. Granted, Royce Freeman hasn't been that bad. He's had a touchdown in the last three games. He's also been on my bench the last three games because Philip Lindsay has decided to emerge. Um, so you, you, you just don't know when or where to play him. And I know Royce Freeman gets the goal line touches, but uh, it, he just doesn't warrant enough volume. It's no. like starting LeGarrette Blount or Blount, whatever we just, I don't know what we decided his name was, but it was like when he was with uh, the Eagles. Even you know when he was with the Patriots, he was he was kind of their go-to guy, and he was on the goal line a lot. But Royce Freeman, you know, he's splitting carries with Lindsey, and then Booker's thrown in in the mix, and it's it's really hard for me to start him. It's one of those things like if Lindsey goes down, then I feel more comfortable. But it's kind of right now, Philip Lindsey, Philip Lindsey, I'm not happy with. Yeah, definitely, definitely would start Lindsey over. Booker, but I mean, what do you do with this Seahawks running back situation? Oh my I mean, it's gosh. all it's a, over the place. It's somebody new every week. <laughs> every single week. It's, it's like Mike Davis washed up on the shore what in, and Pete like, Carroll decided to throw him in there. Oh, here you go. It's, <laughs> sorry, Rashad Penny, who we drafted in the first round. Get the hell out of here. It's insane how Mike w- Davis had 21 carries and four catches <laughs> which Luke obviously you know he's got both Chris Carson and Rashad Penny he's probably thinking okay I've got the handcuff here I mean you start it's Rashad okay. Penny like which I don't he, blame yeah he does and then for him to see Mike Davis go off with 120 plus yards and a touchdown you're probably thinking how in the world could you have predicted that you can't can, yeah you can't can. it's a crazy thing um but that's just – I mean, he's just in a tough spot there with, with both of those guys. And hopefully Chris Carson will get some work done this week. But, I mean, I hope not. He's playing me. But, it, uh, yeah, for his team's sake. I think Carson will be back, they said. Uh, I think he, he should be back. We'll see. Granted, can you really trust anything Pete Carroll says, though, Absolutely at this not. point? Absolutely. Apparently not after all this. He is, yeah. He's a man of his word. But uh, so we all know that uh, Luke took the win on that one. Um, but so this is a long one. My goodness. Um, so let's wrap it up. Went through all the matchups, did all the things. Final thoughts <clears throat> on week four before we're out of here. What's the uh, J Bell's classic saying now? <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, the uh, this are we going to play it out? The. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but before it we goes do something that. like this, it's just a it's just a shit show, man. It goes something like this. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is J Bell's team right now. This is uh, they're taking a lap around the field. 
Yeah. I'm going to give. That's them taking a big old is that, shit on Is that LaShawn McCoy? What's uh, that was That was him going to the locker room after he fractured his ribs or hand or whatever. <laughs> you got better days ahead, J-Bell. You know, uh, week we'll four. See when they it's come been up. good. It's been great. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'm going to give my final thought uh, for a week. Not week four, but the hype week five. All right. Okay. Got, I'm ready. We got Coke versus Pepsi, Xbox versus PS4. Uh, where's some other big, big something versus something? You have four and O versus four and O. <laughs> Logan Wells versus Jordan Clark. Batman versus Superman. I mean, this is the game of the season right here. Two undefeated teams go in. Only one will come out. I have a feeling everybody's gonna be rooting for Logan because absolutely for some reason, yes. I don't know why everybody like Logan is like the golden child of fantasy football this year. Um, from worst to maybe, first, baby. maybe I guess because it's the underdog story, right? He's the he's, diggy owner. Sure. Yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. My final thoughts is uh, just a question as to just how the Burgundy's doing. I just, I just want to know. I just want to know that it's being taken care of. We haven't seen it. We don't know if you're taking care of it. And I, I, I have to know. The Burgundy's that it's lonely okay. right now because it doesn't want its owner. <laughs> right now, I'm sitting it's here. Big, you've been rejected. I'm being. I try to put it on, and it looks at me, and just shuns, and just shuns me. And so, at this point, no, baby, no. Exactly. At this point, I I got to get a win this week to kind of right the ship. I thought it was time after I beat McKenzie to put it back on. It wasn't ready. So now, <laughs> I need another win to kind of kind of reassure it it's like one of those things like i rubbed its shoulder it said no so we'll see it's being taken care of but not that well i'm just getting a little worried about it so you don't let the burgundy wear you okay you wear the burgundy you earned the burgundy last year this isn't about this year this is about last year all right and you need to teach the burgundy that if it's having some issues going into the season i'm gonna speak to it we're gonna have a discussion tonight and not one of those forest discussions where something something stains on it. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and end the show right now. <laughs> this show has gone from oh family-friendly to explicit. My final thoughts here, J-Bell's going to win this week. I'm going to win this week. Let's make it happen, baby. Party on. All right, so that's it for us, for all of us, for Austin, J-Bell, J-Clark, and myself. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.